Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse DePlantis here. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. Got a great sermon with a great title, and it's entitled this, Quit Believing for What You Don't Want. If you're going to believe for something, why not believe for what you want instead of what you don't want? And you'd be surprised how Satan will use that. My guy, especially with doctors and things, he'll say there's nothing wrong with it, but you know something might come back. And they make you start believing with something you don't want. Get a pencil and a paper and take some notes. This is going to minister greatly to you. Call a friend. Tell them to turn this on. It's going to help them today. We're going to preach this wonderful sermon entitled, Quit Believing for What You Don't Want. And watch this and be blessed now. I'd like you to get your Bibles or your iPads or your telephones, whatever you use for Scripture. And would you go with me to the book of Job? That's the oldest book in the Bible, Job. You know, so the, the books of the Bible are not put in there chronologically. The oldest book of the Bible is Job. I want to deal with something that's really kind of unusual. I was doing a Faith to Facts, and uh, Chrissy helps me quite a bit doing that, and, uh, you know, boardroom chats and all that. You know, Chrissy's always there with us, and, and uh, she writes down a lot of things I say. And then she'll use that uh, for an idea or something like that, you know. And we get together and start discussing different things. And I said something. It just came out of my spirit. And I said, I want to write a sermon on that. Now, I want you to listen to me because I have noticed this quite often. Today's, the title of the sermon is, Quit Believing for the Things You Don't Want. Write that down. Quit Believing for the things you don't want. Since you're going to believe anyway, believe for the things you do want. It's amazing to me how people get healed of cancer. And the doctor says there's no cancer cells in your body. And that's a great, that's a blessing. But then they may say, but you know, you better watch it. Because it could come back. They make you believe for something you don't want. You don't want that. So when they say, they say, stop. I know what you're trying to say, and I understand your medical technology, but I just made up my mind to believe whose report. Now, I'm not being critical of your report. I'm just going to believe the report of the Lord Jesus Christ. i never forget one time, and Kathy, my oldest brother, Kathy chewed him up, you know, and spit him out, my Lord. He come up to Kathy, he said, you know, Kathy, are you breathing? Do you breathe good? You know, because everybody's going to get COPD. Is that right? Cat said, I ain't getting no COPD. Well, I have it. Well, he should have had it. He'd been smoking 67 years. You see what I'm saying? And Kathy said, no. See, she would not believe for what she don't want. People said, uh, you can't build this debt free. They're trying to get me to believe for something I don't want. I never forget when I, I very, I've, I've been in a hospital twice in my life, once when I was born, and then I had open heart surgery because the Lord told me to go get myself checked. I didn't have a heart attack, didn't have anything. I just, this doctor told me, he said, watch this, you a nurse, Jessica, so I come to you. He said, nah, uh, Reverend Dr. Planus, I got that little blue cap on my head. It's cold in there, man. And my operating rooms are cold, boy. I, and I'm looking at him like he said, "Now nah, I got to say this about the state of Louisiana. I said, I don't believe much in anything the state of Louisiana says, but go ahead and say it. See, because I create my world and I walk in it. You do what you want to do. He said, now, I have to say this. He said, I know what I, you got a 99% chance 
that you're going to come off this table. And now he's trying to get me to focus on the 1%. He said, but I have to say that you could die on this table. I said, I will not. He goes, he said, no, I just gave you the odds. I said, no, your odds were wrong. I got a 100% chance. I said, because doc, death and life's in the power of my tongue, not in the power of your hands. Not that you're not good, because I believe in what you do. Don't misunderstand me. Thank God for a man like you. I mean, this guy was really good. He was, he was a phenomenal horse surgeon, you know. I said, but I'm going to tell you something. I'll see you in an hour or two or five, whatever it takes to do this thing. He said, man, you got faith, huh? I said, do I have it? You want some? <laughs> and the next thing you know, they, they put that study. And the next thing you know, la-la land, you know. And uh, in those days, I don't think they do that anymore. I think now they can actually operate without stopping the heart. They put me on a heart-lung machine. This is a, that happened 2012. I think now they can do a part. I know they do it in Dallas because my friend had it. They don't stop his heart. They just freeze the part where it needs to be. How they do that? It's amazing. And I love medical technology. So watch this. But they, so they usually start your heart off with them pads, pads, whatever you call them. Shocking. They said, okay, they said, release his blood back into his heart. As soon as my, that heart and lung machine, as soon as that blood went into my heart, my heart went boom, boom, and started beating itself. Before they, they didn't have to, uh, what do they call that? Shock me or whatever, whatever they do. You boom, to get, get it immediately. Because I knew my heart was saying, where's my blood? They were just sitting there waiting. Come on. See, I refuse to believe for something I don't want. I'm saying this, I'm giving all these little examples before I get into the word. Listen to me. Now, when you go on the ministry, they always put that kind of churchy sound to it. When you go on to the ministry, get ready for the struggle. Now, there is, it's persecution for the word's sake. I understand all that. And you know, you're going to really struggle financially. In 47 years of preaching this gospel, I've never had a financial deficit. Why? I didn't believe for it. I wasn't going to believe for something I don't want. And you know, I've learned to listen when people tell me things so I don't have to go through it to experience it. If you tell me, listen, I've when you get in your car to, uh, after church today, uh, don't go left because there's a pothole. It's a sinkhole. It, it, it's 20 foot. They don't, and I go drive in that pothole. Who's the fool? You see what I'm trying to say? So I would go the other way. So I began to learn. I said, well, what, what, what does God say about that? Then I got my examples from the Lord Jesus himself because he never had a financial deficit. And now people get mad at me, Linda, because I've never had one. Well, it ain't my fault that I just believed what I wanted instead of what I don't want. So when doctors tell me, when I, and I, and I, Kathy makes me uh, go do a, a physicals, and I do one. I just came back from there. Uh, prostate thing. That, that's a trip, man. I mean, doctor just talking. He said, man, he said, your, your PS, PSA, is that right? It's so negative. It's nothing to it. I said, well, that's what I expect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he said. And then the nurse says, do you take any medications? I said, no. She said, you've got to be kidding me. How old are you? I said, I'm 73. You don't take no medications at all? I said, well, I take a daily aspirin because they told me to do that. She said, that's one of the best things you can do. I said, I don't know why I need it. Because you see, the reason for the open heart surgery, I didn't know it till I was 60, uh, 62, 62 years old that I had a crossed artery. 
Like this is your heart, and the artery goes like this, whatever it is. Mine was like this. Now, you know, and a case can explain that a lot better than me. And he said, so what happened was, it was crossed over like that. It was going to make this thing, it was starting to block it, see. And I didn't know anything about it. So all they did was, you know, did the different thing they're supposed to do, you know. And uh, uh, so I, they said, you got to be kidding me. You don't take no medication. I said, none. Are you serious? Well, you want me to lie to you? <laughs> see, they can't seem to get over that I don't take any medications. See, they're trying to get me to believe for something I don't want. Oh, you understand? I'm saying this all ahead before I get into this mess. And it's very subtle, but it can cause you great problems in life, like the chiral eggs. And Kathy shut that down. She said, I ain't, I ain't believing for that. You see what I'm saying? Because all of them have a little problem with their legs or something like that. Whatever. And, uh, you, know, you know, as you get older, you can expect, expect what? Uh-uh. There we go again. They want you to believe for something you don't want. Why can't you be like Moses, 120 years old, climbing mountains? God's no respect to person. Yeah, but he stood in the presence of God. Excuse me, so can you. If you're willing to do what Moses did, would you spend 40 days praying with God and not come off of them? Oh, you see, a lot of things need to be done in life to understand what God wants for you. Now watch this, Job was a phenomenal man. Now he had a wife that was a little crazy, but you know, he, had a, he was a phenomenal man. And he was very rich. And the reason why Satan attacked him because he's the richest man in, in the East. See, a poor man can't help, can't help you at all. A rich man can hurt you. Because he, he can pay for people to come at you with everything they got. Do you see what I'm saying? Poor man, well, you, you, he's got to take the hit and the hits just keep on coming. You know, and you know, and, and you grow up in the family. You know, we're not, well, we're not wealthy people. You just have to be satisfied. With what? Poverty? Well, you know, diabetes runs in this family. Oh, it's going to run straight to you. You're not genetically linked up with your family if you're born again. You're genetically linked up with the Lord Jesus Christ. He don't have diabetes, high blood pressure, crippling arthritis, infectious disorder of any kind. Do you see what I'm saying? But a lot of times we do a lot of damage to ourselves, and the reason why we may have to go do something because no one ever told us what I'm telling you. We just think, well, you know, it's called life. No. Yeah, it's called life, but you don't have, that, have to have that kind of life. Now, I want to prove this scripturally in Job chapter 3. If you'll go with me to it, I'm going to read out the Old King, Old King James Version. I want to read verse 24. This is Job talking, Job's first speech. For my sighing cometh before I eat, verse 24, and my roarings are poured out like the waters. For the thing which I greatly feared, underline that part now, for the things I greatly feared is come upon me. So he was fearing before it came upon him. He was believing for something he didn't want, and that which I was afraid of is coming to me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. Notice he was believing for something he didn't want. Why would you do that? When you have the right to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going out. You have the right to not have financial trouble. Amen. You don't have to live on a fixed income. You know what you need? A fix. Yeah, but you, I, I, yeah, I'm on retirement. That's good. That's great. 
Why don't you live by your giving? And call in that hundredfold and every seed and don't take no financial. Well, how many times I got to call it? Till you get it? Till you get to a point you don't know what to do. Lord, can you back off the money a little bit? I got to figure out what to do with all this stuff. See, what he greatly feared came upon him. When I went to that doctor, he said, you know, uh, people said, but Jay, you wasn't afraid? Me and Kathy both said, it's like going to the dentist. It didn't make no difference that they had to do this. They told me, now, Reverend, you're going to be at least four to five, four days or so in intensive care, and then maybe three or four days in the hospital. I was in intensive care uh, five hours, Kathy, or three hours? Uh, five hours. After I came off of anesthesia, I'm in intensive care. I got tubes coming out of me, and I'm looking around and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, they, they run that, uh, that thing down your throat. You know, you can't talk, you know, so you can breathe. I went to that nurse. Get that. She said, oh, sir, I, I can't do that because you still have anesthesia in you, you know. And uh, I said. <laughs> she said, but can you stick your tongue out? Boy, I wanted to. Mm. <laughs> you know, and she said, can you put your head up? And I said, oh, I knew everything she was saying. So she pulled it out. <gasps> and boy, it's so much better when you breathe than to breathe through that tube. And, I, that's, that's me. and, I'm, and I'm just laying there. And this is maybe a minute, two minutes after. Uh, uh, they, uh, they took the tube out. Now watch this. I wasn't feared. So I said, excuse me. I talked like, I sounded like Joe Cocker. How you do it? Because, you know, it kind of scratches your vocal cord or something. I don't know what it is. I said, uh, can I stand up? She said, oh, you can't stand up. You just come through open heart surgery. I said, if, if I could, can I? Why do you want to do that? I said, I'm tired laying on a slab. Can I stand up? Wait, you, 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 you won't be able to do that. <laughs> Trying to get me to believe in something I don't want. Trying to be nice. I said, if I can, can I? She said, well, yes, I can. I said, pull this uh, thing back there. And, uh, and they give me those kind of gowns that you cover your front, but your butt's hanging out the back. <laughs> you know, I hate, can't they get a decent one or something, you know? How about a zipper kind? You know, somebody back up or whatever. And I slid my legs off and I stood up. Now I got these tubes and all this stuff, you know, they gotta get, I guess, I don't know, fluid out of your body. I don't know, I don't, I don't know. So I'm just, and I'm like this. And her name was Laura, and wonderful, wonderful. She said, I can't get over this. Good Lord, you're the only one I've ever seen do this. I said, Well, I just tired laying down. And then the doctor comes and he goes, Oh my God. I said, he's my God. He said, my God, you're standing up. You know, you just had open heart surgery. You've you, you only been in here about 30 minutes. You come out the operating room 30 minutes ago. I said, yeah. He said, how you doing? Yeah. He said, can you sit down a little bit? I said, yeah. And he, 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 he took my mind off what was going on. And my brother had told me, boy, when they pulled them tubes out, son, that hurt like, ooh, jeez. And the blood will blow and everything like that. So he told me, he said, man, Reverend, I just can't get over. How you can stand up? You said, wham, and he pulls the tubes out. I went, whoa, didn't feel nothing. But when I saw stitches come out that far, he jammed them back in there, and he tied the rest off like that. He said, did it hurt? I said, you didn't give me time. He said, that's right. I just, I, 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 I thought about that. He took my mind off of this. I'm going to take your mind off today of what you don't want. So I'm using these examples. Now I want you to, talk, I want you to write these points down because see, they're very subtle. 
They sound very helpful, but they'll keep you in bondage. Since you're going to believe anyway, believe for something you do want. All right, write this down if you're taking notes. If you anticipate trouble, it will double. If you anticipate trouble, it will double. Avoid dwelling on unpleasantness. If you anticipate trouble, it will double. Avoid dwelling on unpleasantness. See, so many tell me, well, you know, your prostate is it's like a 25-year-old man. I don't care. I mean, I'm glad, I guess. Thank you. And your PSA, great. He said, I'm just amazed, a wonderful doctor. I'm just, I said, well, doc, I expect that this is the only thing you're ever going to do to me. You see what I'm saying? And we talked for about 30 minutes after, just having a wonderful time talking about business and things of that nature and all these kind of things. And my God, I'm about ready to walk in, and a woman said, my God, you Jesse DuPlanet. So I had to stop. Here's the nurse pulling me to get on. <laughs> and I said, uh, I'm sorry. People want, this is in the waiting room. I mean, I'm trying to go through the door. And they said, and one lady said, who are you? I said, nobody. Oh, and the other nurse said, oh, he's somebody. That's Jesse DuPlanet. Oh, the one with the big house. I said, yes, that's me. Are you mad at me? No. So we went in the room, sat there, and she looked at me. She said, you don't take no medication? No. Is everything working fine? They ask you all kind of personal questions, especially when you're dealing with the prostate, you know. How's your sex life? I said, how's yours? She went like, I said, well, you asked me. I thought I'd ask you. You had sex this morning? That's, that's freaking you out? What the? See, they forget. They forget. They don't care. They don't answer, you know, anything. Oh, but when you turn it to them. And I was going to say, was it good? But I didn't. <laughs> you know, I, I was going to just make her so embarrassed. Look at Kathy. Put her head down. I was going to make her so embarrassed. I mean, my God, man. I didn't come here to talk about sex. I came to sing a song, Moon River. Boy, he said, Mike, it's no use to check your, your PSS. But he said, I, 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 as a doctor, I should do that. I said, okay. And he did. And he went, maybe, I don't know, four seconds, five seconds. He said, man, everything's fine. I said, well, I knew that, Doc. And then we started talking. But I already had made my mind to believe the report God had given me concerning my body. And what is that report? He took your infirmity, he bore your sickness, and by his stripes ye were healed. Amen. So if you, if you anticipate trouble, it will double. Avoid dwelling on unpleasantness. That's what happened to Job, ladies and gentlemen. He feared trouble before it came upon him. Now, why would you do that? See, Job was believing for what he didn't want. Guess what? He got it. He didn't guard himself from dwelling on unpleasantness. Let me tell you something. You have power over everything around you because Jesus has given us his name. We have the power of attorney to use that name. And when you have power of attorney, you become that person. You see what I'm saying? And so use Jesus' name and just tell the devil, get out of here. Listen, you have to guard your thoughts and what comes out of your mouth. Well, how do I do that? Stay focused on the word of God, not on what people say. 
People are always saying something about something. Well, you never know. No, no, I do know. I know in whom I have believed that I'm persuaded he is able to keep what I commit to him against that day. I'll tell you one thing. We have the power of the word, the power of the name of Jesus, the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, everything we need. Hallelujah. I'm enjoying this message. Got a wonderful question from a girl named Danica. She says this, I loved your message, Angel, The Hidden Help. That's actually a book that I wrote, and I preached on it also. Can you please tell me how do we call on the angels to help us? Do we ask Jesus to send them, or can we command them to come in Jesus' name? That's a great, great question. Well, first, they will minister spirits sent for the minister for you. So you don't really need to have to command them. You can say, angels, go and do that. Don't misunderstand me. They're there for you. Let me just say this. Angels are way ahead of us in terms of what we need, desire, and want. They're there to be a blessing to us. Great question, Danica. But remember this. The spirit world is always bigger than the natural world. So my God, I mean, that's a lot of times I just say, Lord, well, St. John 16, 13. How be it when the spirit of truth has come, he guides us in all truth. So I won't tell you something. When I need an angel, the Lord sent it right there. Isn't that wonderful? And yet we can tell the angels, go and minister the word of the Lord God. But you do that in the power of Jesus' name only. You see what I'm saying? I mean, you're not just snapping your fingers at these great beings, but they're there to minister to you. Now stay right there. I'll be back in just a minute to speak another word to you. I tell you, I'm enjoying this message. Quit believing for what you don't want. That's amazing how many people do that. So stay right there. Be blessed. I'll be back in a moment. Jesse DePantis Ministries is literally circling the globe using every available voice. What would that be? That would be television, radio, printed page, internet, DVDs, CDs, books, whatever it takes to preach the gospel. Can you see it? Hey, can you see it? I can just see it. I can see the gospel going all over the world to every person. Every year the soul's adding up, people getting healed, lives being changed and delivered. Is that impossible? No. God thinks we can do that. Everything you see here at Jesse DePlantis Ministries was impossible, and everything we are going to do is impossible. But yet the Lord said, if you believe it, I'll do it. We are believing the unbelievable and receiving the impossible to simply reach people and change lives. Did you know that doubt is a habit? Yes, it is. You aren't born a doubter. You learn to doubt over time. In my book, I Never Learned to Doubt, you will learn something. And what is that? To go back in time and regain what was lost so that you can enjoy more peace, more joy, more favor, and more blessing. The wonder of faith is a pure thing. It's a childlike thing. And faith is the only thing that God responds to. When you never learn to doubt, life is so much better. I never learned to doubt. It's my new book. Get it today. I love our October product off of my book, I Never Learned to Doubt. 
I'm saying, this is a good book, not because I wrote it, because it has great revelation in it. This book is the perfect companion to the message you've been watching today. And I mean, I want, to, I want to tell you something. God's word will work for you no matter what. When, you know, when I first got saved, even though I was a baby Christian, I had to learn not to doubt. And I decided I was just going to believe God's word. If you want to get your copy today, you go to our website at jdm.org for all the ordering information. I never learned to doubt. It will bless you and minister greatly to you. Partners, I can't thank you enough for all the things you do for this ministry. You've heard me say it hundreds of times, 47 years of preaching this gospel, we've never had a financial deficit. And the reason for it, because I trust you, you trust me, and we both trust God. I say it all the time, but I'll say it forever because you are very important, vitally important to this ministry. And I want to tell you something, we do the work of the Lord, but we couldn't do it without your help. Understand what I'm saying? So thank you for your faithful financial support. Also, ladies and gentlemen, Kathy and I have a jam-packed preaching schedule all this month. I encourage you to check out our meeting schedule. Go to jdm.org, click on our meetings page, and see if you're in, your er in that area where I'm at. I hope we are, you can come and just be a part of the meeting. I mean, it will be a blessing. Maybe I get to meet you in person. That would be wonderful. It'd be a blessing of the Lord. Once again, partners, thank you for all that you do. Nothing too small, nothing too big. We got more <laughs> my God, projects than you ever seen. People tell me all the time, but Jesse, you think you're ever going to slow down and retire? I don't think so. I, you know, I, I, I'm 74 years old at the time you're seeing this, and my God, and I'll, they just keep coming, keep coming. I mean, I thought I was finished for just a little bit, and I wasn't, it wasn't maybe... I don't know, 30 seconds, somebody came in with a $2.3 million project they want to do here at the ministry. I said, good God, here we go again. But we got a $20 million donor coming. We're believing for that because we got a $20 million project. And we're getting them all done. And God's word is so true. Every dollar you give, 100% of it goes into world evangelism. We've been debt-free since 1982. That's a wonderful thing, ladies and gentlemen. Have no concept of debt. Don't have to go to a bank and borrow money. Isn't that nice? Thank you for watching today, partners, and thank you for helping me. Don't miss next week, and it's going to be part two of Quit Believing for What You Don't Want. You're going to be blessed. See you next week. Bye-bye. This year is going to be about keeping the faith no matter what. Faith is not the work of a moment, but of a lifetime. And remind yourself that everything is yours. Make that your inward vision. All of God's promises are yours by faith. It's all up to you to keep it. Stay the course and keep the faith. Remember, if you keep the faith, everything is yours. Our October partner offer is a sermon entitled, Quit Believing for What You Don't Want. Find out how you can change the world's report about you by believing God's report. If you're going to believe something, believe for the things you do want, not what you don't want. This message is going to set you free. Well, how do I get it, Brother Jesse? Very simple. Go to our website, to jdm.org, to get it today. It will bless you and minister to you. Did you know angels are real? And many of them are here today. God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. My new book, The Hidden Help, I share a few of those biblical stories and some of my own personal experiences with angelic beings. Remember, this world isn't all there is. You are unique in God's creation, and the hidden help is always here for you. Order your copy today at jdm.org. 
The ghost of Canfield will build a false and artificial wall around you. See, that's what's happening when you're bleeding for something you don't want. It's that ghost of care and fear. You see, when the Bible said, be careful for nothing. Now, I'm not denying, you're just denying reality. No, I'm changing reality.